Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 329. I think it's why not go out on a limb. That's where the fruit is. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I am so excited and revved up to introduce a very special guest, Greg Long. Greg, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready to roll. All right. Greg Long is the author of the book Found, The Lives of Interesting Cars and How They Were Discovered. This is Greg's first venture into writing, and he's hit a home run. He's always been interested in innovative cars like the Citron. He spent 20 years in the tech world and now works at Amazon Publishing and learned about self-publishing, which led to this new book titled Found. Greg, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your history, your business, your career, and of course, your passion for automobiles? Sure. I guess the, the car world started when I was 15, when my brother John brought a derelict old Citroen uh, DS into our home. And uh, it didn't work, and he had got it. And here this was uh, this like hydraulic machine, um, very intricate and very difficult to work with, especially as a 15-year-old. But he went away to Europe backpacking around. This is back in the early 70s. Um, and he gave me the car for my 15th birthday. It didn't work again after he had got it going. And, and so that was really the start of this, uh, this crazy world of really being interested in cars with a real particular interest in cars that kind of change the world through innovation. Well, I think this is really cool in many ways. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show. So many people have this dream of writing a book and the idea of writing around something you're passionate about. And of course, here at Cars, yeah, we're certainly passionate about cars. And your book plays off of a lot of other books that are out there right now about barn finds and other authors I've had here. So that's why I was really curious about how you approached it, what your spin was. And of course, your passion for Citrons, we talked in our pre-show check about both knowing Kenji Yoshino, who was one of the first guests here at Cars, yeah? So we have a mutual friend in the car world, but Citrons, oh my goodness, you've got an interesting passion. So we'll learn a little bit more about that as we move along, but I always like to start the journey by asking my guests for a success quote. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So Greg, take the wheel. I think it's why not go out on a limb. That's where the fruit is mm. by Mark Twain. Yes. Uh, so this really came from I've never written a book before. Uh, it's such an obviously daunting task. And I'm not used to putting myself sort of out there creatively either. 
you know, can one really write? You know, my family's maybe read my stuff. I've written some blogs over the years, but uh, it really came down to sort of as Nike says, you know, just do it and 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 go for it. And that's what I did. I I wrote a ton of it on the bus actually on my iPhone, which is pretty shocking to write. I didn't write fifty thousand words. The novel's over fifty thousand words, but I wrote a big chunk on my iPhone. So when people are talking about that little keyboard and how difficult it is, uh, I got pretty good at it. Oh my gosh, I'm sitting here trying to imagine writing a book on, <laughs> you must have like tunnel carpal syndrome in your thumbs <laughs> from doing that. <laughs> I'm okay, I'm okay. You Well, good, good. Well, that's incredible. It's a great use of time, that's for sure, during a commute, if you will. But tell me maybe a little bit more about how you've applied that quote to this book project in particular. I think it's just, you know, go out there creatively and really attack writing a book. I mean, I think most people have that idea, maybe I'm going to write a book one day, um, you know, but it's so difficult to, to get it out there and distribute it and how are you going to find a publisher and everything. Um, and that's where Amazon sort of changed the world. And I didn't really realize that before I got here a year or so ago. Um, I'm, I work within Amazon Publishing, and so I wanted to learn how to create a book, how to self-publish a book. Um, and all of a sudden, I'm just like John Grisham. Uh, not really, but I'm on Amazon's site in the same way. I have my own full detail page and, and my own reviews and everything else. And so it really changed the model that you no longer have to get all these, uh, you know, these things in the mail from the New York publishers saying, you know, no, no, no. Uh, you could just do it yourself. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I love, I, I just love what Amazon has done. They have opened the world to people that would normally have, as you say, the door closed in their face. Uh, because they're not well known, or maybe they're just not very good at what they're doing, but they can still put it out there and go out on that limb. That's why that quote is so fantastic. Would you share with me what instigated your goal to write this book? What was it that really was nagging at you that said, you know what, I know you're in the tech world, but you need to write a book. You need to put something out there. Take me to that point in time when you decided that there was a story that you wanted to tell. Well, pretty pragmatically. I, I mean, I started a new job within Amazon, within, within Amazon Publishing, and I really wanted to understand about self-publishing. And so I thought, what better way to do it than actually be an author and figure that out? And I've always enjoyed writing. And so I just started to write a number of um, small stories about individual types of cars and stories that I've either made up or heard or I've changed over the years. And, and I really enjoyed writing it. And through that, then I realized that, you know, then I went all the way to designing the cover and, and, and producing the cover and uploading the book into the Amazon system and, and really enjoying how to get the PR about the book, um, getting it out there because that's what you really need is to market the book. And that's why I'm so grateful for you to you for helping me do that. Oh, absolutely. So it really came from like, I really wanted to learn this in depth. What better way of doing it than actually doing it? And then the other part is I just love the craft of writing these stories. I really surprised myself with enjoying it so much. Your story reminds me a lot of a guest I've had on the show twice now, David Dickinson, who's written a series of books. He's written three books, the old Carnet book series, and he's on his fourth one. He's got a fifth and sixth one that he's working on. And, and he I just met him at Greenwood Car Show. Oh, awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, he's yeah. a local Seattle guy too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great guy. I just saw him at our local Gig Harbor Car Show last weekend. So your story reminds me a lot of uh, of David's story as well, so that's absolutely fantastic. So, Greg, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down while you were writing this book, Found. 
and share with us some huge challenges you faced during this project. But the most important part of this is how did you overcome those challenges and what did you learn from them? I guess the challenge was how to pull the book all together uh, creatively. So I just started, as I mentioned, writing short stories about barn finds. I love barn finds. Uh, I love preservation class cars. So I'm, I'm very much into this, try to find them as original as possible and keeping them out that way. So, uh, you know, I kind of wrote about what I knew about. And after writing a bunch of these sort of disparate stories, I really wanted to figure out how to write a novel. And I sort of looked up, well, what's a novel? And a novel is 50,000 words plus. So I was like far from that. Uh, but so I just kept going and realized, okay, to create a novel, I'm going to need characters and I'm going to need a setting and I'm going to need a thread that goes through the entire book. But how am I going to tie all these disparate stories together in different cars and different eras uh, and different places? And I really wanted a surprise ending. So the biggest challenge for me was finding that hook. Uh, and I do remember coming up with it on the bus, uh, coming home. Um, <laughs> and I do take the bus. I have 11 vintage cars, and I take the bus to work every day, which is kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> but I was so excited about how the book was going to wrap up. And I remember telling my wife, and she said, that's absolutely perfect. So I hope others feel that way. But I'm actually really, really proud of that. And, and, and that was a challenge to figure out how I was going to do it. And, oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, great. Cool. <laughs> I love that. I can't wait for you to finish it. <laughs> Why is that? Yeah, me either. Why does that sound? The wheels on the bus go round and round. I just, <laughs> now that's in my head. Oh, that's going to be terrible. I love that. Well, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story. When you had a real aha moment with this project, you may have alluded to it a little bit there with your answer before, but I like to say it's a time when the headlights came on and, and kind of illuminated your way for the direction that you were heading with this book. And how did that aha moment help you make the book a reality? Yeah, I, I think it really was that thread. But what the thread was is the characters. And the characters uh, are, are two main characters. Uh, one is Tanner Hamilton, which is a relatively young 30-year-old uh, car fanatic who meets Mr. Brandt. And Mr. Brandt is an elderly collector. And they just meet by happenstance by uh, Tanner seeing Mr. Brandt's BMW, old BMW um, 2800 uh, sitting outside a, a cafe and they go on and have a wonderful conversation and and that's really how they come together I really like the older guy and I really like the younger guy connections um, uh, they they have great conversations together it's not just one-sided we, we talked earlier about uh, before the call about you know a lot of times you you listen to people talk about cars there's no dialogue and so I really wanted to have a dialogue between these two people and and I'm really proud of the relationship that I created between those two and and Mr. Brandt is made up of three or four people in my life that I kind of merged them all together Oh, cool. um, and, uh, and many of the things they say and do are stories that they've told me and things. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, that was a big aha moment when I created Mr. Brandt. You know, I love this because there's a reoccurring theme as I talk to people, my guests here on Cars. Yeah, and that is, yes, we love the cars, but it really is about the people. And we're recording this a week before Pebble Beach Car Week. And I'm going to be heading down there. And one of the things that's so fantastic about going to that week of car craziness is the people, meeting people, catching up with people. I'm going to be running across a lot of people who've been on my show here that I've never met face to face that I get to shake their hand and say hello with. But uh, that's what I think is is brilliant about what you've done here is is taking these characters. And I love the fact, you know, we're learning a little bit more about you here that you've taken these combinations of people and molded them into one. Very fascinating. I love that. Tell me about 
being proud, proudest career moments, proudest moments as you wrote this book. What makes this book so special for you and why are you proud of the final publication? Uh, I think it's just tapping into that whole barn find thing. And I think it, it, it is, frankly, it seems a bit tired maybe to say barn time, all the barn finds now, uh, <laughs> even though I've written a book about it and I still, it's what gets my blood boiling when I find them. I'm, I'm literally finding them all the time. Mm-hmm. I spend a bunch of time, you know, as a detective in a way, tracking down these cars that I've heard about and I don't, you know, I don't give up looking for them. And sometimes they take a long time. I, I just recently found a, a, a Citroen SM that someone had told me about, and it took me a year to track it down. It was for sale like 10 or 15 years ago, but it only had like 15,000 original miles on it. Oh, wow. And so I just kept trying to figure out Google and talking to people and finding these little clues. And unbelievably, I found it. It was never sold, and it was sitting in a garage just outside of Kirkland by the original owner's son, who just never wow. got it going. So it has 16,002 miles, and it's completely original. It doesn't run, uh-huh. but I love that. That's the part where I like to bring it back. And, and, and uh, so, so that's what I, I'm proud of finding those, and those are the kind of stories that have made it into the book. Um, I'm also proud of, I just last weekend or weekend before, I won a silver medal from the International Automotive Media Group, which wow. gave their awards uh, Concours of America at Meadowbrook. Uh, last weekend. And so I'm totally kind of flabbergasted by by that, because that's all evaluated by author peers uh, in the automotive world. Um, and that can be from movies to books and, and everything. So I'm really excited to actually want a, a silver medal. And, uh, and it's currently has a 4.8 out of 5 rating on Amazon. So all right. uh, I'm totally driven by the ratings. It's very exciting to see them. But This is where I put myself out there, and it seems like people like it. So obviously really proud of that. Well, yes, uh, very well-deserved. Congratulations. That is absolutely fantastic. I mean, for your first effort, absolutely wonderful. And again, it's a great inspiration for listeners out there. You know what? Greg figured out a way to do it. You can do if that's been burning in your mind that you need to get out there and create something, whether it's a book or whatever it might be. Get out there and do it. Greg's a great example of that. You know, I usually ask people about other books they've written at this point. This is your first book. Is there something else that you're looking forward to? Do you think this is going to spur you on to write another one? Yeah, I've kind of started. It's not about cars. It's in a different world. So part of getting that, you know, sort of nice feedback is to say, well, people might actually like what I'm writing about or how I write. So I can't say I'm doing it very much right now because I want to spend any of my extra time trying to see if I can get people to write this book. I mean, it is hard. I mean, you're given Amazon distribution and stuff, but it is all about trying to get the word out that this book's available. There's millions of books on Amazon. So uh, yeah, just a, a few. big part of it is to, is to try to get people to read it. And, it, you know, it, reading a book takes a lot of time and effort from people. So, so And I get that, and everyone's very busy. So um, I spent a bunch of time trying to get it reviewed and stuff like that. Yeah, It's fun. I, I enjoy that part too. Awesome. Great. Now, is there anything, we'll talk a little bit here about writer's remorse. Is there anything about this book that you wish you'd done a little differently? Um, the thing that jumps out, which is just a minor thing, is is I decided, I, I guess in this world of technology and trying to be innovative all the time, I just kind of think, how, how do I write this in a little bit different way? And 
and and one of the ways is you know there's a Canadian character and an American character. It takes place most of the car stories in, in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm from Victoria on Vancouver Island, and Canadian now an American as well, living in the states in Seattle. And so I have these guys when I write it, when they're having dialogue and speaking, I use the British Canadian spelling for when Tanner speaks, and I use the American for when Mr. Brandt speaks. And I wonder if I've kind of backfired on that. You know, I, I think people figure that out. They might figure it out, but I think it might be a little bit too esoteric. So people might think it's just full of spelling mistakes, which, which, so that's one of the things that I sort of think about. I would go back, but the beauty of it is it's digitally produced, right? You can buy it and download it to you know, in any phone, Android or iPhone, or you can right. buy a print copy, uh, but I can just go up and change it. So uh, I, I've, I've got a bunch of feedback from people where I got the wrong year for the car or something like that. And I've tried to be really deep in my research because I actually really enjoy that. So when I get something wrong, I zoom into the copy and I change it right then and there. And then I put it back up. So the next copy will be, will be closer to perfect. Sure. Um, so I love doing that. So that's the nice part of digital too. You can change it. Oh yeah. That's absolutely incredible uh, that you can go in and, and alter and change. And it's really nice that you're getting feedback from people, yeah. especially when it's details like that. Oh, you know, that car year should have been this or that, that uh, special option on that car would have been that. It just creates a nice uh, dialogue between you and your readers as well. Yeah. Are there any authors that inspired you or continue to inspire you today that, that helped you get through this first writing, this first book? Yeah, on the automotive front, I've always loved Peter Egan, mm. who's a columnist and writer for Road and Track and has been for years and years. And he's always writing about being in his garage and working on his E-Type or working on his Bug Eye or working, it's usually some British car, sports car. And I've tried to emulate that in a way. He's definitely inspired me on how to write. I've enjoyed his writing so much. I'm not sure I did that in my book, uh, but that was certainly the inspiration. And and I think uh, another author that comes to my mind is Michael Chabon. I'm not sure if how you pronounce that, but he wrote Summerland and Wonder Boys. And, and, I, and those stick out of my mind when you asked me about this is because I was happily shocked when one of his characters in Summerland drives an old Saab 96 wagon, mm -hmm. uh, which I just thought like, okay, this guy's got to be interested in automobiles to pick that as the car. And then I was just listening to Wonder Boys and the female college dean, one of the main characters of that book, drives a Citroen DS Chaperon convertible in that. And she's in Pittsburgh. So I also thought that like that that's someone who's got to really know and understand weird and wonderful cars to write that in his books. And the oh. books are fabulous otherwise. Oh, yeah. You know, it's very interesting. The guest that I just recorded this morning before you called in uh, noted Peter Egan as his favorite, uh, one of his favorite books. So uh, and I, too, have many of his books on my library shelf. So, uh, yeah, he's great. I uh, read him for years in the magazine. And of course, his books are fantastic. So. He gets it. Definitely a car guy. So Greg, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars yeah sponsor. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 
400 amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to CarsYeah.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to carsyad.com and click on the free book button on the homepage. Download your free filler-up book today at Cars Yeah. All right, Greg, we're entering the last lap, and this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give us some quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? Sure. All right, here we go. What is the best book writing advice you ever received, and who was it from? I think it was from my brother, John. He was one of the very early readers of the book, and he had some amazing input. I I took about 15% of his input, but that 15% was magic. It really changed the book. It it was really about tightening up the relationship between uh, Tanner and Mr. Brandt. He he really liked that connection. He wanted to know more about them. He wanted to know why they became such good friends. And that, I think, has been a really big part of the book. Ah, fantastic. I love that. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributed to your ability to complete this project? I guess tenacity. You know, tons of people say they want a book, uh, write a book, or have actually started one but never finished it. And I, I'm kind of person that, that I set a goal and I go for it. And obviously, I'm not always successful in that. Uh, but it weighs on me a lot if I don't finish something up. I'm the same way with my car resurrections or recommissions, not restorations, but (laughs) I'm definitely not one of those people you read about all the time that sort of has taken a vintage car apart but never got it back together again. That would drive me insane, I think. And the work front, the thing that reminds me is I remember leaving 17 voicemails for a CEO of a tech company in Toronto years ago that I had this amazing idea and I had this prototype that he had just had to see and I actually got him on the phone on the 18th call uh, and he said, I guess you're never going to stop calling me unless you come in tomorrow at three o'clock there you go and i did and the demo and he said wow you're right this is amazing and he 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 licensed the idea and hired me full-time and that's what got me into the tech world which eventually got me uh, moving to uh, silicon valley and all that so it's definitely tenacity i think uh what now that's a wonderful story in and of itself so many times entrepreneurs have great ideas great products whatever it might be and they just don't keep pushing they give up 18, 18th call. I love that. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's very, very cool. And of course, I've had many writers and artists on the show here. And one of the things that you mentioned that they repeatedly talk about is that is just do it, just get up and do it. You know, if it's writing, just get up and start writing no matter what. You may not feel like it that day. Just start doing it. Same with painting and, and the same with working on cars. Even if you just go out and just take one part off that day and set it on the bench, you've moved one step forward. So, yep, tenacity, very important. 
What kind of resources did you access while you were writing this book? Um, it was it was mostly all out of my head, and then I would go and fact check like crazy and learn a ton about marks and cars and models that I didn't know about. Uh, the book gets kind of crazy into car colors, which I have a friend that kind of got me into that. The crazy names that cars were, especially sort of uh, in the 60s and 70s by Plymouth and stuff like that, uh, really cool car names. And so that's one of Tanner's kind of crazy obsessions. So I had to really deeply research a lot of colors of early Porsches and, and yeah. you know, ever, everything. And I, and I really enjoyed that part. Oh, that's cool. Now, your book's available now, right? Yeah, it's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, and then uh, a couple of local auto shops, auto bookstores like Aero, Auto Books and Aero Books in L.A. or LeMay Museum has it in Tacoma, and then the Amazing Lane Museum in Tennessee, uh, which I love, also has it. Oh, fun. Well, uh, Auto Books, Aero Books, the uh, owner of that business has been on Cars, yeah, and many people from the LeMay Museum have been on this show, so uh, great places to pick up the book. Is there an audio version coming down the line? No, I thought about that too, because Amazon makes that available for you to do that as well. So maybe maybe that'll do that. Yeah, there you go. I'm trying to think who would be the right guy to talk through this book. Hmm, we'll have to think about that. Yeah, maybe his initials are MG. Oh gosh, no. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I think you could find somebody a lot better than that guy, but uh you're very kind to say so. that. But I think there's some uh some great voices out there that would probably be wonderful for this book so uh, we'll look forward to that one as well all right we're up to what i call the checkered flag and this last question can sometimes be a real doozy but is there one singular message that you'd like our readers to get from reading your book found and what would that message be i guess it's been a common theme through here is this idea of writing a book and not giving up and this whole idea that it's that it's no longer impossible to get published and and again, I just think, like you said, creatively, we've all got to put ourselves out there if we want to do that. And it may be not very good, and you need to be able to have thick skin to be able to, to deal with that. But you're never going to know that unless you go for it. So um, I, I think that's what I'd say. You know, I think that's great. And I want to take a little minute here, too. I normally don't do this, but I want to talk a little bit more, have you talk a little bit more about Amazon and the division that you're in, because I'm a big fan of Amazon. I mean, you guys have made it way too easy to spend money <laughs> and just be able to sit here and things just show up magically at my door. I'm still waiting for those those flying machines to drop them on my roof. But uh, are there some other aspects about what you've done there at Amazon with self-publishing that you might want to touch on that we haven't talked about? Yeah, I think what comes to mind is Amazon's obviously a, a really interesting, innovative company. That's why I came here. I wanted to see what it was like but also, I've been typically in smaller companies, tech companies. So to be at one of the massive ones that has a global scale was exciting for me, and that's why I came here. Mm -hmm. I think in the publishing world, they look at publishing like they look at every other market they're in with entirely different eyes. So Amazon Publishing ha has the component where you have Kindle direct publishing, which I can become an author and, and self-publish. They also have a publishing arm. So Amazon Publishing can be like the other big publishers in that they're also publishing authors' books. And so that's a really interesting model because they're all about this. The, their quotient or what they drive by is author happiness. And it's not just a trite sort of, oh, how happy are authors? They work really hard at making authors happy, and they look at everything differently than the big publishing houses. And that's how they started here. And so you've got a lot of authors that are really excited to be published by Amazon Publishing as well. And it's a great, it's a very interesting place to work. 
because they're constantly pushing innovation across everything you think publishing's 102 300 years old industry they're taking a look at that just like they look at every other market fantastic i love it it's just absolutely great greg you've taken me on a great ride today and i've really enjoyed your stories and it's so fun to get to talk to you i can't wait to finish your book i want to thank you for sharing your journey with the cars yeah listeners and with me could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset yeah i think i think it's uh i, I got this quote i got this review uh recently that that was the best one. It, it wasn't a five out of five. It wasn't even anything like that. It was just a guy sent me a message and I'm just going to read it. Mm-hmm. It says, I gave my first copy of Found Away for Christmas when I was almost finished reading it and I ordered another one right away. At the time, I was teetering on quitting my career and finding the good life immersed in the world of vintage cars. And your book helped push me over the edge. <laughs> I officially retired at the end of March and I've been really busy since and have started focusing on my cars And while it's a little overwhelming, it will give me plenty to do for as long as I live. So that gives you an idea of the inkling of what the book is really all about. Yeah, what a great thing to get. You know, I receive emails from people around the world who listen to my guests on the show. And it is so rewarding when they write you and say, you know what? I listened to Greg and I decided I'm going to do it. I'm going to go write a book or listen to Phil. I'm going to go race a car. You know, it just... You just go, wow, you really were able to bring some thought together and touch people's lives in a really positive way. So I think that's absolutely fantastic. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything we've talked about here at carsyad.com slash Greg Long. Just type Greg in the search box. His show notes page will pop up right up. A link to his book in Amazon will be there, just like the other 328 guests who've been on the show under the Guest Recommended Books tab here at carsyad.com. Greg, I want to thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. And thank you for sending me an autographed copy of your book. It's so special. I'm going to finish it up here probably on my plane ride down to Car Week next week in Pebble Beach. Oh, perfect. Yeah, perfect. perfect. Yeah, I love reading on airplanes. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you very much, Mark. I really appreciate it. This was actually really fun. The pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.